is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I am Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone. How are you all doing? What a time. (laughs) (laughs) How was your Beltane or Samhain? I hope you guys had a good holiday last week. Um, Are the the days going quicker for you now, Tess? I couldn't say. You don't I don't think I could give you any sort of (laughs) gauge of time right now. (laughs) Are they for you? I think they're going a little quicker. Yeah, like it does feel like, oh... Um, maybe it's like, oh, it's Friday already. Not even already, but just like, yeah, that makes sense. Whereas before it felt like on Tuesday, it it was Saturday. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know if I could say that. No. Actually, for myself. (laughs) It's still not. It's still not. I wonder. normal. I've had really busy weeks. So maybe that's part of it. Like it's felt like more normal I guess. I don't well, know. Well, we're also getting used to this right. That's quarantine situation. That's why I thought maybe for you it would feel this Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does, but I just couldn't tell you okay. at this time. Well, no pressure. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> I need an answer and I need it now. And I need it notarized, which is another problem. Um, so what cards did we pick last week? Well, last week you picked the Amethyst card from the um, Call It Baron Reed's Crystal oh, Spirit Oracle. Okay, something like that. I don't and remember then, that at all. <laughs> oh, it was really uh, that Oracle deck looks really great. But mm-hmm. I picked Go Wild from my Magic of Flowers Oracle, oh, okay. the Cinco Foil card. Now, do you remember what the was the Amethyst card about? It was like intuition. She, well, she talked a lot about. Um, Breaking habits, it seemed like, like having good habits, which I do associate. I know that amethyst traditionally has been associated with people who want to curb alcohol. Oh, right. That's true. Addiction. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. habits and addictions, it seemed like. That makes sense. Was sort of the. So did that resonate with you, these ones this week? Habits and addictions. Now, now when we get into the real nitty gritty of the week I can't remember anything that happened um so um so time seems more normal but you just don't know what happened that's right which is normal for me actually so um I don't know about that I'm trying to think about any of my I don't really have a lot of addictions though so yeah I mean I did have a cocktail but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like didn't seem like a bad habit. Yeah. I've I also had... ate some cannabis oil that Ted made and it was oh. really strong. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I was like stoned for like two days and I only had a little tiny bit of it. Was that when I texted you about doing something and you were like, can you do it? Because I just took some cannabis oil. Oh, that was on 420. That was right oh. when we were beginning to. <laughs> for some reason, I don't know. I wasn't stoned for two days that time. I didn't think. <laughs> But yeah, that was right before we watched the Willie Nelson thing. Oh, right. That went on for 20 streaming. You... Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I also had, I probably had a few glasses of wine throughout the week. And um, yeah, but I don't know. I guess not really. I guess I wasn't, um, I was very aware of 
my habits, but I'm going to call them healthy habits. I didn't oh, yeah. feel the need to break any of them. I have been more tuned into my, um, especially because I'm doing that email thing where I send out 11 emails with spiritual tools. So I've been connecting with people about where they are with that. And that's part of my daily habits, a lot of those tools. Oh, yeah. So I've been um, just more aware of them. But, well, yeah. I did wear amethyst. I have an oh, amethyst. Okay. Um, it's actually prayer beads, but I wear it as um, a bracelet. Uh huh. And I just thought about your card and mm-hmm. put it on all week. <laughs> what about going <laughs> wild? Was there any wildness? Happening? Well, yeah. I mean, oh, you were I'm high not for two going days. wild. <laughs> there was that, um, but we on on the weekend last weekend um ted and i took a drive and we found a spot in nature and it was just like so healing it had been too long (sighs) since we had been out and in a spot where we could just kind of breathe and feel safe and Mm -hmm. we found this really pretty spot and then um during the week we also went to the stream by our house and just spent some time by the water rushing by and those were amazingly healing moments that's good so do you not have like an outdoor space oh we have a deck I mean I sit on the deck deck. regularly Mm -hmm. but it's not like you have I feel like you're surrounded in nature and like trails that are just yours and stuff it's like I mean we have we are really pretty lucky like we can go into the forest and by the stream by our house but Mm -hmm. um we just for whatever reason had not been had not done that enough. Well, it's easy. I mean, I there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, I haven't left the house for two days. Yeah. And it's like, it does. I do feel it. You know, right. I'm remembering this week now as it's coming back to me. And I do remember there was one day I was really cranky. Oh, yeah. Really cranky. Yeah, I just me woke too. up that way. And I was like, but it was interesting because I woke up that way. And then I was like, oh, this is it's going to sound like I'm high right now, but I'm like, this is interesting. Like you can every day is different and like how you're going to feel every day may not even have to do with external circumstances. Yeah. So like greeting yourself. So I just like put my hand in my heart and I gave myself kindness and compassion. And I was like, this is where I am today. And that's OK. And then yeah. I snapped at Brett for no reason, I think. Oh, but yeah. No, I had, right. a, I had a day like that, too, where I was feeling cranky this week. Um, but something that it's a really big thing that's been happening for me this week is inner child stuff. Oh. Like, so deep. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Have you been experiencing this well, or seeing this with your clients? I have seen that with, yeah, I've seen that with a bunch of, it, it's like, yeah, pretty major coming it's up. It's a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I mean, I we talked about that show, the first episode of Tales from the Loop, that that triggered my yes. inner child stuff. But did you watch that? Yeah. Um, I watched. Yes, I watched that first one just because of. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that one really triggered my inner child stuff, and then. I mean, I feel like it's, I don't know what it's connected to exactly. I mean, I think it's maybe part time now for mm-hmm. me to really do this, but it's just like I just had these realizations that my inner child still has been so wounded and mm-hmm. still has needed so much love. And so I've just been like hugging my inner child and comforting her and apologizing yes. to her for the childhood, the ch- yeah. for the challenges she had during childhood. Well, but she just like, I mean, I think it was like so much pain yeah. that maybe it just took a while for me to feel safe enough in my life and it just keeps unfolding where I can 
get to a spot where I can give her that love, you know? Yes, yes. And actually, that second part that you said is also a theme of people being like, why aren't I, what, it's still there? Like, there's still stuff there. yeah. And I've really been, you know, I mean... Yeah, it's just like it. it is there and that's okay. Sometimes it's not even that it's like constantly there, but maybe something will happen that you don't even know that kicks it up again so that it's like not that it's been sitting there festering, but just that it needs your attention again in this moment. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that she's been like sitting there suffering this whole time or something. Right. Or that you yeah, have I to also. Yeah. I've also framed a picture of my nephew and put it on my desk. And I think that might be part of it. Like seeing his just like feeling my tenderness toward him and being aware like that's how, you You know, vulnerable I was. Yes. And deserving of love, you know. Yes. I mean, to me, it's like an everyday process of, I mean, it could be your whole lifetime of needing to nurture her. And Mm -hmm. that's not. It's not like, you know, every day when you have like um, physical kids in your life, if they were upset, you wouldn't be like, again, you're upset, you know? Right. She's still a child. Our inner children are always children. Yeah. Yeah. I have this like really, this feeling, I can feel it in my body of holding her, of her just like putting her head on my shoulder and just, you know. That's so good. I know. Yeah, another thing that's been coming up is people telling me they've been afraid of their inner ch- child. Like they've been afraid oh. to even greet them um, because it just the idea is terrifying. Oh yeah, no, I can't. I get that because the pain of it of just like tapping into her pain, which is my pain. Yes, is very acute. <laughs> yes, yeah. But don't you find that when you do it, well, so two things. One, what I tell them is like, then just give yourself compassion for where you are in that moment. Like, I'm afraid. You don't have to do mm-hmm. anything. Like, you don't oh, have yeah. to do it at all. But I think you'll find, I wonder if you do, I'm sure you do, that when you do nurture her and you have an open heart, it it helps. It, it's You don't feel like uh, overwhelmed by it. No, I mean, it, I feel like that with letting emotions flow in general, where it's like yeah. at first you're like, no, 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 I don't want to feel that. But then when you just let yourself feel like feel it, it's actually better Way than better. trying to hold it. Yeah, holding it back. It's like the pain's still there. You're just not moving through it. So it's like stuck. But feeling it, even though it's like, oh, there's all that pain, then it also feels like it's already starting to heal just by letting it in and feeling it. It's like when you finally start sobbing, how it's like, oh, I'm feeling this sad. But then it's also a release, a relief. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's like anything that you're afraid to do. And then once you do it, you're like, oh, that's not so bad. And yeah. it really, I mean, that was the thing about when I discovered the Sedona method. I was like, th- that was the hugest revelation for me was, oh, my God, welcome. Because that Sedona method talks about welcoming the feelings. Yeah. Oh, no, that has been helping me, too, so much. Yeah. I wonder if that's connected even. Oh, to... yeah, probably. Yeah. There's so much information your inner child has to give you and and yeah but I was just gonna say like one I was like welcome the feeling Ooh, that sounds uh, terrifying but then when I did it I was like oh wait a minute this is crazy this makes everything okay allowing right. that feeling to be there it really was the resisting that made it um so hard and scary yeah because it's not going away it's like it's not like that's gonna make it disappear by right. ignoring it yeah it's only by feeling it and allowing it yeah that we can let it go and she's there and or he 
or they, but it's like, there's no um, wrong way to do it. If that's maybe a reason you're afraid to do it, um, like to meet your inner child. There's no way mm-hmm. to do it. And really the answer is just being kind to yourself, saying, this is scary. Can I greet her? May I be kind to myself? You don't have to do anything other than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I really feel like the inner child, which we all have, and you're right, they're not going anywhere. Um, it, there's just so much there. There's so much information. And it's really hard to not judge yourself like like you said, you know, like, oh, no, there's so much, like, there's still a wound. But instead, mm-hmm. like, looking at, you wouldn't say that to your nephew, you know. I'm right. I'm myself, but. Yeah, but that's a good, I, I like that perspective that it's like, it's not necessarily like she's just been sitting there suffering all this time. It's just like any child, you know, periodically needs extra comforting and love. Yes, and yeah. And when your mom, might bring it up. If, you're, if you had a parent that was like, what's wrong with you? Stop it. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be upset about this. That doesn't feel good. No. no. All right. Well, let's go on to our next order of business. Is it God's okay. provisions? Yes. Great. You want to talk? About sure. So Goddess Provisions is a subscription box that is wonderful. Yes. That Natasha and I both really love and adore. And yes. It's five to six full-size products. They could be um, like crystals, face oil candles, or crystals yeah. or um, a tea. face mask or some tea. Yeah. yeah. Really great, fun, magical stuff. It's and, all for um, self-care and either knowing yourself more or caring for yourself more it feels so good to get it right now yeah. in this it could be like a journal or even like the last time we got a little crystal book mm-hmm. um all kinds of neat stuff and it is the surprise of it is pretty fun yes so so they're vegan they're yes. cruelty free and they <laughs> plant a tree for every box they sell and if you go to magicmondaypodcast.com and click on the uh, goddess provisions banner at the right then we get a little commission. So we would really appreciate that if you want to check it out to go through our website. Yes, thank you. And if you also want to support us by writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it. We love it for all the reasons. Yes. And it helps us other people find us, which during the quarantine will be especially helpful for everybody involved. (laughs) Yeah, we would really appreciate it if you'd take the time to do that. Yeah, thank you. And if you already have, thank you so much. Um, Okay, should we do questiones? Yes. Also known as questions. (laughs) Do you want me to read one of them? Sure. I I have one pulled up on my phone. Okay. This is from Kylie. Is there a difference between clear cognizance and channeling? And if so, how can I tell the difference? The other day I was having a conscious stream of thought, but then all of a sudden this information on the topic I was thinking about just dropped in and I was like, wait, did I just make that up or did I just channel in information? Or did I just know that information and the stream of thought brought it out? Also, I'm obsessed with this podcast and both of you wonderful ladies. Thank you for so much for everything you do. P.S. Natasha, you don't need to change the energy report theme song. <laughs> it is wonderful just the way it is. <laughs> That's really fun. I agree. Yeah. And she's not the only one to say it. So I think we're at the point where um, people are, are, they're done with me complaining about it, which I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because I love it. Okay, thanks. So... 
Do you want to answer or you want me to answer? Uh, I can start or you sure, can start. Sure, go ahead. Okay. So I would say that um, that channeling is often claircognizance, but claircognizance is not always channeling. Mm. I don't so – yeah. I think they intersect sometimes. Mm. Like I think you can get channeled wisdom that might be clairvoyant or clairaudient. Um, but when you, you know, claircognizant means clear knowing. So if you have an inner knowing and it's like a channel of information from a higher intelligence, from a guide or an angel, um, then it would be channeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also sometimes just know things. And I, it, this is my opinion, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily channeling. It's just like you just know it. You don't know why you know it or how you know it, but you just do. Mm-hmm. And that's claircognizance also so i would say intersecting but not they're not identical i think that's a great answer i was just trying to think of a way like when i channel i usually hear it um and i know it it's just sort of both and i see it a little bit but anyway but just knowing information is that what she's talking about just Mm -hmm. like kind of just knowing something i mean yeah, I think that could just that could also just be your higher self, just being extremely connected to your own intuition and your own higher self. Yeah, or like seeing clearly into the nature of something or yeah. like past life memories too. Like I've had that with uh, sagebrush when I lived at the Grand Canyon. I was like, mm-hmm. that's sagebrush. I can wow. smudge with that. And I just knew. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe it's even an opening of being con- like letting go of the illusion that we're separate mm-hmm. and just being super connected to all that is and and which is part of you, which is the in- and your inner knowing. Yeah, but to I think if you want to be able to identify when is it channeling and when is it claircognizance, there is like my uh, the most channeling that I've done is flower wisdom Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's similar I mean I feel like I'm communicating with the flower but it is this channeled sort of stream of information that's coming through me and I mean it's not the only time I've channeled but But there is an awareness channel to me that feels like just you communicating, communicating. with the flowers. That's not I really channeling. I feel like channeling. there's an intersection. Oh, it's a, okay. I feel like it's probably a similar okay. type of... Do you, do you disagree? I feel like well, it, that feels to me just like if you're communicating with an animal, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I'm channeling that animal. I'm communicating just in a different level. Okay, but flower wisdom, it does mm. have... It, it did feel like if I sit there and am just present with the flower, like it's this sort of stream. It felt okay. like a stream of um, energy and also uh-huh. information that was like, okay, here's all the things we want you to know about oh, us. Like, yeah. here's, and so it feels like a download. Like, like yes. they're giving you like a download. Yes. But that's still giving you a down. But I, I get what you're saying. I, I see But there's a saying. similarity. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like when I have channeled, it's been really similar to that. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, here it's all, it's dropping in. It's like this flow of information. And so yeah. I think intuitively you can identify that. Like mm-hmm. you're, you can just kind of ask yourself, like, is this a stream of information from a deity or from a divinity or an energy, mm-hmm. a higher source? Or is this like just a, me seeing into the nature of things or connecting with my higher self or inner knowing? Like, intuitively I think there's a way for you to click in yeah well and one thing that I wonder if this is related but like when I play the fiddle 
like I kind of feel like <laughs> how do I put this like like I play by ear I play really by like just I don't know how I'm doing it oh interesting but I'm not channeling anything but I'm just going with my inner knowing but I don't even yeah. know how I know that I know where a note is gonna be but I do Oh, that's so interesting. I wonder if there's like some genetic memory there. Yeah, like maybe. Something. It's funny because Brett tells me it's like because I used to play when I was really little, but I did not play. And then I didn't play for like 30 years. And then I picked it up. When I picked it up again, I started to cry. Like I was like, this is like uh. my best friend. But when I was playing as a little kid, I didn't feel that way about it. I didn't even really like it. And it did not play by ear at all oh it just came to you later how interesting yeah so I don't know if it so I was just gonna say he's saying like oh on some level I remember but I also used to play the piano and I do not have that connection to the piano oh it's yeah yeah there's something else going on there that I don't know what it is just like this is what I mean by the connecting to everything it's like I just open up and I don't question it and I just allow it to flow but I'm not channeling so it's just like a connection of the all-knowing kind of and then letting it out. That reminds me of Michael Singer in The Surrender Experiment. Did you ever read that? Mm-mm. It, he's the guy who wrote The Untethered Soul. Oh. And he wrote one other book oh, called The Surrender Experiment. I have Experiment. that from the library. I got it's right really before the good. pandemic. Yeah. But he, that reminds me of the way he talked about computer programming. Oh. That like really early on, he like got, went to Radio Shack and got a computer and was like, right. it just, he said he just knew understood it. it. Yes. He just knew how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it feels for me too. That's so interesting. Um, I just realized that the next question is also from her. <laughs> she just had Oh, it's two, the same. Oh, okay. Two questions, but she just did it two different ways. Okay. So this says, um, so I had an intense experience happen to me a few nights ago that I had to share. I'm trying to see if there's, um, okay. Um, I was feeling crampy in my uterus area. I've been practicing doing healing energy on my, energy healing on myself anytime I feel a physical ailment with much success. So last night I grabbed my selenite, placed it on my sacral chakra and focused healing energy to the source of the pain. After a few minutes, it didn't seem to be getting better, so I called in assistance from the archangels. They told me I needed to stand up and move some of the energy, so I did. Within seconds of standing, I felt all the stuff that happens right before you faint. I tried to stop it with focused breathing, but I ended up fainting anyway. I was right next to my bed, thankfully, and that's where I woke up maybe 30 seconds later. Also, fainting has only ever happened one other time to me, so this is not common in my life. The whole time I was passed out, I was out of my body and was fully aware of it, like I was hovering just outside my body. Um, I was touching another realm. It's very hard to describe. Then I told myself to go back to reconnect to my breath, and that would ground me back into my body. I did, and boom, back in my body. Um a bit out of it ears ringing but the pain was gone so that's the gist of it so she is asking um then she said she to get clarity she pulled the wheel of fortune tarot card and so she's wondering if any if we've experienced anything like that that's so interesting it reminds me of faith healing Oh. You know, like how people think. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I haven't thought of that. I have not experienced that. Have you? 
No, I haven't experienced fainting during healing, but I have experienced um, like deep healing of cramps. Um, that was a real deep energy healing and in mm. a shift, like an energetic shift. I think the uterus is so connected to our emotions and our self mm. uh, image. Well, the second chakra is with identity, you know, associated yeah. with identity. Um, also heard the third is, but whenever I'm working, I always see it in the second. Um, oh, yeah. So how? what kind of healing did you do? Well, this, now that I'm talking about uh, marijuana again, it's going to sound <laughs> like I'm a huge stoner, but <laughs> I'm really not That's a so huge funny. stoner. Um, but I was, it actually was a time that I wasn't smoking very much pot or eating it um in any way but i had such bad cramps one day that i asked ted if i could smoke some of his pot and i did sure not yours and then, <laughs> it wasn't mine it was his and um and then the cramps felt worse they didn't they just i was more aware of them um than i had been before and but then i felt the interconnection to the emotional or the belief, like the 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 non-physical aspect of the cramps. And they were so, and I started bawling Aww. because it was so related to me not valuing my femininity. Wow. It was like I could see it and sense it. Like it was, I, I thought of my dad. I thought of my brother. I thought of my cousins because there's just like a lot of men in my family. Mm-hmm. And I thought about the way I would make fun of myself Mm. like I could see that around them I would try Uh, to act like oh I I'm not like other girls and I you know it's so funny and silly (laughs) that I have this feminine body you know not not like I mean yeah I know what you're saying yeah they probably wouldn't they'd be like what I don't ever remember you doing that but it was more like a a perception that I had like I want to be like them and I don't want to be like me and I just, it made me so sad to tune into that. And I just cried and cried and cried. And that was the pain. That wow. was the, the crying. So when I let myself grieve and then I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to like make fun of be- myself yeah. for being a woman. And I honestly, I have not had cramps since then. Wow. Like maybe a little bit, but yeah. not like debilitating, not distracting, like yeah. just more like, oh, I can feel some things going on with my uterus, but yeah. not like deep, sharp pain yeah. in any way. That's so interesting. It was. It was wow. so interesting to tune into the emotion of it. Yeah. It's funny. I've never had cramps. Oh. So and I'm, you do have such a feminine, like I do feel like you're so, I'm you embody the goddess so Aww, much. thanks. I do come from a dimension of pink energy, so, mm-hmm. you know. Soft but, pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also genetic, I think, because my mother was definitely not very feminine. <laughs> and oh. she, I don't think she had cramps. Although maybe she did, I don't know. Anyway, um, I would just say that no, that certainly is not usual, that kind of fainting. It's so cool, though, that well, she healed. I, I mean, I fainting mean, is dangerous. Yeah. But, but it's <laughs> cool that she woke up and she felt great. You that know? part's super cool. The pain cool. was gone and she yeah. followed her intuition. Yeah, yeah, that part's awesome. Um, but I would say maybe next time if you're doing it, request from the angels, um to do it more gently or like just have that request or set the intention no fainting hashtag no fainties just in case 
Or lay down just but I think you could <laughs> I think you can set the intention. <laughs> I mean I personally <laughs> like the drama of it, but, <laughs> but like, I or just uh, line your room with soft <laughs> soft blankets. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't um think it's necessary. I think you can have major heal I mean, you've experienced major healing without any fainties. Yeah, but I wonder if there's like a similar, if it was something really deep that was going on with her mm-hmm. femininity that yeah. shifted like all at once. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, archangelic energy is really strong. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying they can monitor it. They can be like, like oh, that's a little, a little too much. Yeah, you could ask for it to be slowed down or to come like yeah. at a gentler rate, totally. Yeah. And still get intention. the healing. I mean, you can request. I mean, you know, you were talking about that past life healing I gave you as having a long-term, ramif- you know, positive oh, ramifications. Totally. So that's just like one example. It's very possible to have deep healing, energy healing without um, uh, fainting. Yeah. <laughs> or <hurt. laughs> you're like yeah all right but it is really cool <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I didn't mean to like make that about me and like a feather in my cap I was just trying to think of an example of a oh major no no of- that didn't occur to me in any way no but okay. that it- you're right. Well, like you can have, and like I had that lasting healing with the uterus situation, and I, I didn't faint. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I think it's interesting. Like there might be, mm-hmm. you might want to maybe do some meditation, some um, maybe a card reading, or just look deeply into the nature of it. Like what shifted? Why was that so intense? Yeah, isn't the well the Wheel of Fortune card? I'm not a tarot expert, but that's about changing. Isn't that about like changing your fate? I mean, I kind of feel like that it might be, it kind of reminds me actually of right before, I think the week before everything got really crazy with the coronavirus, I woke up and was so dizzy. Wow. I had to, I almost, no, I did throw up. I was so, and I've never had a dizzy spell in my life. I didn't even know what to do about it. And I don't know why. And then it went away. I threw up. I laid down until the dizziness was gone. I was like, right when I woke up in the morning. And and I have been thinking, oh, it was because like some part of me sensed how much energy was about to shift in our culture. So the fainting along with the Wheel of Fortune card makes me think it might be like the unstable energy that's happening right now. And then all mm-hmm. of the potential for healing and growth. But it's like things that are happening so quickly. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it would be helpful to know um, the information underneath it also. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. So uh, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> it's fascinating. Maybe keep us posted if it's, you realize yeah. the inner, mm-hmm. the sort of inner structure of what was going on there, Kaylee. Yeah. Um, or Kay- Kylie. Kaylee or Kylie? Kylie. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, what you said also just reminded me of, it was really funny. One of my clients, um, I had to tell them about this past life that they were this kind of evil ruler I mean evil is a strong word but like cruel cruel ruler and um and I felt bad about it and I was like I'm sorry (laughs) that sometimes I feel bad relaying it and they were like no I love the drama (laughs) 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 reminded me of you Uh, (laughs) it's like oh okay good (laughs) yeah I think we all I think it's there's no shame in having past lives where we no not so great of people Mm -hmm. I think we're just learning listen we all have 
we've said this before. We'll say it again. We're all doing things that aren't kind in every life. We're not yeah. perfect. We're just figuring yeah. it out. And we just have to keep owning it, taking responsibility and giving kindness to ourselves. Yep. All right. So it's time for my part. Mm-hmm. It's time for the energy report. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I do want to say thank you to the support of listeners. It was a little bit of tough love that I received about the energy report theme song. I, I take it with love. Okay, so the energy report this time is, uh, again, the universe source is just like, here you go, clear, 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 clear message. So a lot of people have been dealing with, um, I'm going to say, challenging male energy, masculine energy. So we're coming up here again with the emperor card is the tarot card of the year. And um, that theme has sort of gone away for a little while. It's definitely was back this week. And mm-hmm. really about um, setting boundaries for sure. What does it mean to set boundaries? How can I set boundaries? What does, how do I feel my own power? How can I embody my own sense of power and masculinity? I mean, not even masculinity but maybe a little bit like the the what what healthy masculinity looks like um but also definitely setting boundaries um and how can I own my space more how can I make more space for myself and own my own energy in a powerful way for myself And this really goes with the theme that's been happening in general since the pandemic about checking in about what do I want? What do I need? Who am I in this lifetime? Who do I want to be in this lifetime? So it's along those lines of creating more space for the self and therefore feeling more comfortable setting boundaries, um, specifically in this case with male energy. Um, So underneath this sort of reluctance or fear around setting boundaries is all inner child stuff Mm. around self-worth am i worthy enough to do i have a right to set my own boundaries um you know am i powerful enough do i deserve to set my own boundaries so asking yourself those questions how can i become more comfortable how can i own my space more how i mean really I've been having a lot of people ask, like, well, how do I do it? (laughs) How do I set these boundaries or how do I get more comfortable? And really the only way to get more comfortable is to, well, I mean, okay, I don't want to say the only way, but, well, no, I will say the only way is to be loving to yourself, to be nurturing to yourself. Um, But then there's a lot of ways that you can um, then go about the actual doing of the um, feeling more comfortable setting boundaries. Okay. So what I, I just really love inner child work for this. And that is like getting to the heart of it. Okay. I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling scared. So talk, you know, just first putting your hand in your heart saying, I'm, this is a moment of fear. May I be kind to myself? And then checking in, is this, what age am I that I'm feeling that I first felt this way? And then giving that little person love, giving little you love, reassurance, like what do you, how can I um, kind of tune in, how can I help little me feel better? 
you know, yeah. where, how can I do, do you, you know, will I feel, feel better if I say, didn't let this person talk to me right now or whatever it is. Um, and you can dialogue and ask her or him or they, but just make sure that you're the one setting the boundary. Does that make sense? So it's not like, okay, tell me what to do, little me. Oh, right. You know, you don't want the parent. That's right. You're the parent. Yeah. You don't want to give them the responsibility of now having to figure it all out on top of it all. No, but that's what like that tapping into my inner child has helped me to be like, really like, oh, you didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve to be treated that way. And now I'm going to be this parent who does help you to know what you do deserve. And then that's like, is like setting a boundary. Yeah, it it is setting a boundary. Absolutely. And also, like I've said before, the most beautiful part of this is when this dialogue starts happening, you do make more space for yourself naturally because you're taking up more space. You suddenly have space for you and your inner child. So it's like your aura gets bigger. The amount of power you have gets bigger because now it's like the two of you are bonded and on this journey together instead of one of you just you know maybe in a ball sad or scared and the other one kind of wishing that wasn't happening but not taking over and parenting and loving yourself yeah so then you can be also fueled and inspired by your inner child's joy and creativity well yeah listen to it like what you really yeah yeah I mean and she you know even if you have a very hurt inner child there's there is that aspect as well she also has joy or they also have joy you know it's just that maybe in that moment that's what they're feeling and by the way people who are um maybe going to be treating you walking over your boundaries are kind of counting on you not caring for your inner child of course they wouldn't know how to put it that way but they're counting on being able to just take what they want but Mm -hmm. when you're connected to them your little inner child then you have again you have more more um buffering buffering between you and people that are trying to take from you because you naturally stand up for yourself and you're naturally like oh that's no that's not okay right the more you build up that connection yeah. Or even just in the beginning, you know, even if there is just someone you're scared of, um, you can just have your hand on your heart and say, like, I'm scared right now that I don't like how I feel with that person, you know, yeah. and just acknowledging. That's another thing, acknowledging, just having eyes on your inner child, even just like seeing them, not doing a single thing, not trying to fix it, just seeing them gives you more self-esteem, gives you more um, space to, gives you more ownership over your space. Yeah. So, and I really do think that's part of this whole pandemic is us getting to know ourselves better and also owning our power more in the world. And, and doing this opens up our seventh chakra to our intuition, to connection to source. And the more that's happening, the more we're having a more positive influence on the rest of the world. Yeah. So that's I love that. this. Yeah. That's so cool that that shed some light on my inner child work yeah. that has seemed so powerful. I want to talk about the masculine thing because okay. when you said the thing about masculine energy, I thought about the Rolling Stones because I don't know if I've ever told you 
have I told you how much I love them? Yeah. And how Ted how, and I went to see mm-hmm, them and I like cried. just cry yeah. both times. Just cry and cry because they're so <laughs> inspiring to me. But we saw them on that, you know, the World Health Organization had the different performers oh, come yeah, and do yeah. some streaming stuff. How did the Rolling Stones, they were separate. Somehow they still <laughs> did an amazing performance separate from each other. It's supernatural. But they, I mean, Charlie Watts wasn't even really playing. I he was just like that, miming. Yeah. Uh, you saw it? Uh, it's but I, so I'm cr- I cried from that. And um, it is like they, to me, I was thinking I need to make like an altar to them and just to kind of get that energy myself Mm. I was thinking that will be so inspiring because to me they embody mastery and when I think of like beautiful masculine energy I feel like all four of them they just Mm. they just exude it like they are so powerful and they own their space and they're but they're relaxed and they're Mm -hmm. joyful and they just like haven't stopped mastering their craft it's really interesting about like super famous people like that is it does give you the ability to project onto them whatever it is like I feel like your inner like that's just a reflection of you and that you're putting it on them so that you can see Uh, it that's interesting because they are like my fairy how my fairy guide is pretty like a kind of a rock and roll Dionysian guy yeah but I wonder yeah but they do it's not just that they're famous because Paul McCartney I mean I love I love the Beatles too but not it's they're not people it's very rare that they just keep on owning this to me this amount of charisma and mastery like it's it's mastery yes hard to comprehend yeah but masculinity like Mick Jagger's like you know he's not known for treating women so fantastically oh well yeah I'm not thinking of their personal lives as much as like what they embody when they perform like in their career right 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 that's why public persona like, like for instance when I met I don't mean to take away from this but I I'm just saying like you your ability to see that and feel that mm-hmm. I really do think is a reflection of you oh, like interesting. yeah it's like a mirror of what is inside you that you can feel that you you know it exists but you right. you haven't been able to feel it maybe fully in yourself or maybe you have I don't know but it's interesting yeah I when I was in high school it, I did the same thing with Jim Morrison but in a whole other like more wow. worshipful sort of adolescent girl sort of way but Whoa. but <laughs> yeah I mean you know how I was with Rick Springfield and oh like, right when I saw him for the first time because I have since <laughs> interacted with him a few times I had the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, shit, I completely projected. It was just like, oh, oh I was yeah. like, I a thousand times projected onto this person, mm. this feeling of love that I wanted to feel that I had inside me that I wanted to feel. And it just I chose him. Right. But you can still honor it. But you do acknowledge like this is not really like about him. these individual people. Yes. Yeah. It's not about that's interesting. him. And he does. I have to say, even to this day, I mean, when he's on stage, that's his happiest. Like mm-hmm. he is he lives to be on stage, Rick Springfield. And he is a great performer. <laughs> like Brett came to see me. Have I already said this story a million times? Brett uh, came with me once and he was like, and- that's a rock star. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he really, it's like he, li- like, so he embodies it and and exudes this essence that I feel. And then it's like, wow, like, owning your whole self. And there's a lot to be said about using that feeling that we have for certain people and, like, yeah. using it to enhance what you want. 
without like personally yes. like idolizing their personality which yeah, yeah I felt that when I saw REM one time I saw Michael Stipe on stage and I was just like oh, that what he's embodying it is it's magical it's shamanic yes. to stand there and do that and it's interesting too because I was thinking man I love the Rolling Stones so much I should like read their biography or something and then mm, I was like no. no I don't want to and that's probably why because yes. it's like no it's really not about them individually as human beings it's like there's an energy that they're embodying that, like you said, is reflecting back to me. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it, too, where people have, like, looked up to you. And and have you had this, like, when I um, wrote for My Little Pony and I'd have people come up to me and I could feel like, oh, this isn't about me. Like, mm-hmm. they yeah. love me, but it's not about me. This is, like, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. It was just, like, they have so much love for the characters or whatever it is. And they're making it about me in this moment but it's not that it's a similar thing that there's like this mythology that is like activating something for them which also has happened to me with my little pony (laughs) also (laughs) no (laughs) you're talking about that because you love my little pony but people have said that have done that to you I'm sure where it's like oh Tess and you're like oh you can feel that it's not really about you but you're awakening yeah. something in them that is about them and that right. excites them and sometimes people get confused that it's about the person yeah and it's really value it's a valuable thing that mm, yes. we're reflecting back to them but then yeah to not um to not embody it. like it like I can feel that that's important for me to realize like oh yeah this isn't I am not this wonderful, you know, perfect being. Yes. It's like that yes. there's some kind of connection that they're having with my work or yes. whatever I represent to them. Mm-hmm. Or that the essence of it is actually the inside them that they are excited about, but yeah. they haven't been able to connect to it inside. Instead, they can only connect to it outside them. Like that's what it was for me in Rick Springfield. <laughs> like I wanted love so much that – I I couldn't imagine that could come from inside me. That had to come from this thing, I person I was idolizing. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a tangent. That is so interesting. <laughs> I love that conversation. Okay, great. Okay. So now is it time for my segment? It sure is. Okay. Now it's time for Practical Magic. Okay, so this week we have a full moon, the full flower moon on Thursday morning. So Wednesday the 6th or Thursday the 7th, uh, we can honor this Scorpio full moon. The Scorpio full moon is so, Mm. what's the word? Alluring and wild. And so this, it it is called the full flower moon. And I do think that it's a good time to work some flower magic. Mm. So Scorpio is a water sign. You could do a bath with rose petals Mm. for um, like attraction and allure for honoring yourself for self-love, but for activating your personal power and magnetism and beauty. You could also communicate with a lily, like spend time with a lily or a stargazer lily. I'm tapping into for this moon and this time, not just that it's a full flower moon and not just that it's May, but um, in either hemisphere, 
really archangel energy Mm -hmm. is coming through right now as being really helpful for us. And I do feel like there are some flowers. Some flowers are very aligned with the fairy realm. All of them are, but there are some that are super angelic. There's like a resonance between some flowers and the angel realm and roses for sure, lilies, orchids, uh, lilacs, tuberose, gardenia. I love tuberose. That's my favorite flower. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Smells so good. So did I say wisteria? Wisteria and lilac and peony. So certain they certain flowers like the ones I mentioned have a, a like a extra strong connection to like a divine channel, which is like an archangelic sort of feeling. So rose bottle bath is great. You could also just spend some time with some stargazer lilies in nature or bring some into your space. I wonder how or any of those get flowers, flowers I mentioned right now if they're not yeah growing oh yeah that might be hard so if you're able to if you have them in your garden or if you have some orchids in your house you can spend time with them consciously mm-hmm. um you're right that might be difficult or maybe you have some dried rose petals you could put mm-hmm. in there. or maybe essential oil with just mm-hmm. the intention or something oh yeah mm-hmm. that would work for sure or um flower essences you could also work with flower mm-hmm. essences okay and take a bath Mm-hmm. I have been working. If you have any flower essences around your house, now would be a good time to, to work with them because they do, especially the ones I mentioned, I do happen to have some rose on hand that I've been working with lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you can also get flowers delivered if you want to. If you, if you wanted to. If you yeah. Can. Or if you have them growing, it doesn't even have to be any of the ones I mentioned, but mm-hmm. if you do have lilacs blooming, oh, they're so magical and it, they're so aligned with the um with the the veil between the worlds, which is oh, really? right now. Yeah, in both hemispheres, you know, if you're in the southern, it's the veil between the living and the dead. And if you're in the northern, it's the veil between human and fairy, mm-hmm. Beltane and Samhain. But that for both, the that's the energy. One of the main energies of lilac is that getting into that space between the worlds. Mm-hmm. So if you happen to have that blooming near you, they're supposed to start blooming in Boulder very soon. Mm-hmm. We have some, there's this really pretty cemetery in Boulder that has lilac. So it's like two things I love, cemeteries <laughs> and lilac. <laughs> One of my favorite songs, new favorite songs, is called Lilacs by Wes oh, really? Arachi. Yeah, you should listen to it. So oh, good. I love oh, I that don't know song. that band. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, was that was that it? Yes, Great. that was practical magic. So shall we do, we'll do our housekeeping. So you can find me at highslighthealing.com. You can um, book a session with me um, on there and sign up for my newsletter where you get meditations when you do that. And I also have an email thing I'm doing. You can read all about it on there. And you can find me on Instagram at highslighthealing. And where can we find you? You can find me on my website at TessWhitehurst.com where I have lots of spells and rituals and meditations and ideas. And you can also try the Good Vibe Tribe for a month for free, the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts. And you can also find out about my free group meditations that I'm doing every Friday on Zoom And what do you do in these meditations? Oh, well, we have done a number of things. Last week we did a chakra clearing mm-hmm. and then a... Um, 
loving kindness meditation but we've also done like a grounding connecting to the cosmos sending love and light out to the world Mm -hmm. we've done some visioning for the planet so i do a card reading before to kind of dictate what the structure will be Uh uh-huh and when you say we you just mean you lead it and then yeah the group i mean the group when i say we okay but i do lead it and um you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Yay. Oh, and, and you, you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can ask us a question on there. Um, sign up for our newsletter, which comes out Thursday, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um. And on Facebook, Magic Monday Pod, we also have a listener group, Magic Monday Podcast listeners. You can ask to join on Facebook and on Instagram, Magic Monday Podcast, right? Yep. Great. All right. Well, so now we will pick our cards for the for next week. Yeah. So what are you reading from so this week? today I'm reading from, I mean, some people are stress eating. I'm stress oracle shopping. But there's <laughs> been a lot of... Um, sales just fyi keep your Mm. eye out so that's part of what's helped me to my addiction with oracle decks but i have the mystical shaman oracle deck by a bunch of people including colette baron reed who we love and um yeah alberto i can't say all their names oh violordo yeah violdo violdo and marcella lobos Cool. So I picked the blade, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so it says the essence of the blade represents sharpness of the mind, body, spirit. Pointing upward, it summons the power of heaven. When aimed down to the ground, it anchors the power of the heavens on earth. The blade can be a healing tool or a weapon. Wield it wisely and it will transmit power, bestow initiations, cut energy cords from the past, energetic cords from the past, or sever toxic relationships. Ooh, boundaries. Yep. Use it with anger and it will slash, stab, and kill. So um, it says the, you're invited to draw your blade and use it. It is not auspicious to hesitate, to waste time in idle talk, or hide from the inevitable. Heaven and earth are aligned to support you in claiming your power, so take decisive action. Overcome your fear of hurting others. Unsheathe the blade and use it wisely. masculine energy that's right and that's the other thing i don't know if i mentioned it but that's part of um what has often stopped people from setting boundaries is like oh no i don't want to hurt them or i don't want to make people feel bad but they're saying no you're not yeah or be impolite or something yeah you're just using it wisely Using your, it reminds me, I was telling this to a client today actually about the Queen of Swords and embodying that Queen of Swords energy of, you know, just using that sword for, for good, using your, your mind, your mental area instead of um, engaging like old wounds. Yeah, and, you know, the inner child thing, it's so clear how that helps with boundaries because it's hard to think of, like, if you think of a mother bear defending her cub, you don't think, like, oh, that yes. mother bear is so rude. Right. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So if you think about yourself like that, then it makes it clearer. Like, oh, no, you're not being rude. You're just really taking really good care of your inner child. Yes, yes. Or your actual child. 
I mean, oh, they're yeah. still like, yeah, like you can take care of your actual child and it's not being rude. Right. I mean, they're both your actual child, but the one, you know, not you. Yeah. Okay. What did okay. you pick? I picked from the uh, Sacred Self-Care Oracle, Build Strength. Oh, okay. So this picture awesome. of this, you know, this woman with, uh, you can see her third eye and she's like maybe doing some kickboxing. Oh, that's cute. So, the, <laughs> so it says, mantra, I am strong. My body, mind, and spirit are resilient. Mm-hmm. It's a time to move and strengthen your body in a new way. Consider a new fitness class or exercise video, a session with a personal trainer, or any other creative strength building ideas that come to mind. Remember not to get caught up in your physical appearance. Strength can manifest in the body in many different ways. To maintain focus, think of a goal you'd like to accomplish that requires some additional strength, like hiking a steep trail or running a certain distance. Focus on the outcome you wish to attain instead of how you want your body to look. More importantly, be sure to celebrate yourself when you reach this goal journal prompt what makes you feel strong i love it perfect yeah. really goes in line strength with this, this yes. week. strength and setting boundaries yeah all righty well have a wonderful week everybody thanks for listening an answer and I need it now and I need it notarized which is another problem